Now we're live. <laughs> All right, let's try again. Hello, everyone. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm J.D. Prater. And these are your top seven headlines from the week of December 8th, 2017. Let's get started with Facebook. We have a lot of targeting things to talk about today. Um, Facebook kind of had a bit of a snafu where now they're removing some targeting segments because people are using targeting in discriminatory ways. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. I think the biggest thing that we're seeing here is the ability to exclude. So I think you can still target, but then the ability to exclude maybe like cultural affinities or by race is going to be something that they're definitely going to scrutinize when kind of moving forward. So something to really kind of be mindful of and be careful. You know, if you're targeting maybe housing or employment or credit or finance, that kind of stuff. Um, excluding those types of people. Uh, I think there were, as we all heard, ways that, you know, maybe you're targeting a very racist ways of using it. This is the very extreme example. Yeah, well, so from reading it, so I haven't seen this in the wild, so it's hard for me to really give you anything uh, too interesting on this, but according to Facebook's announcement, um, any potentially sensitive segments, for example, those as related to the LGBT community or to religious groups may be subject to expanded review before they appear on Facebook. So according to this, if you run ads targeting options by inclusion, you will receive an in-product notification that re requires you to acknowledge any discrimination, like you read the anti-discrimination policy. So even inclusion, I think you get kind of a pop-up saying, hey, by the way, you can't discriminate. And then they've totally removed some exclusions as well. Correct. So on the flip side, uh, Google's adding more ways to target people. Um, and these are not, uh, well, I don't know, these might be prone to being exclusionary too, but these are uh, life events. So you can now target in AdWords on life events. Yeah, so some of the life events that you'll be able to then kind of find is like college graduation, you're graduating soon, maybe it's marriage, you're getting married soon, you're recently married, uh, moving, so again, moving soon, recently moved, and these are things that we've had within Facebook for a while now, but now within your search campaigns, you'll be able to um, select these as ways to the, uh, filter in some additional targeting. So again, search campaigns, that kind of stuff um, is really where you're gonna be seeing it. And then it'll be um, ad interests. So affinities in markets, custom affinity, that kind of stuff. So take and it it's, there. it's available on the ad group level only for Gmail and video, Yeah, uh, which is pretty important. So if you just got excited about using this, unless you're doing video or Gmail, I don't know how many people really run Gmail campaigns, right. um, but that's how you can use it. Although perhaps it will expand. So, because it got me wondering, how does Google know this? You know, it makes sense that Facebook knows it. Yeah. Uh, and often they buy the segment data from other companies, so like DMPs, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but it's a little weird to think of like, if you don't know it's for video only, for the Gmail, I guess, then it's like, how, you know, someone's searching for things, how do you know who's moving soon? Uh, but anyway, I sound like a naive, Yeah. Uh, I know they, they know track everything yeah. and they know everything. <laughs> Um, well, why don't we talk about the DMP story since we're talking DMPs. Okay. Uh, Bing is integrated with Oracle's DMP, which used to be, I think, BlueKai. BlueKai hmm. got bought by Oracle eons ago, so I don't know if they've just dropped BlueKai entirely, but uh, if you're using Oracle DMP, you essentially can now use your Oracle DMP audience segments to do uh, custom audience targeting in Bing. So I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I, again, I think that's going to be 
I mean, if you're using Oracle, you got to be a pretty big advertiser, right? I and mean, this isn't really SMB or even like mid-tier stuff. So I think this is really only going to benefit some, maybe some of these these bigger people. So you got to talk to your Bing rep and your Oracle account rep to kind of learn more about this offering. But yeah, was, when people yeah. say Oracle, it's one of those words that just means like we're an important company and <laughs> enterprise, and we have a lot of money because we use Oracle. <laughs> and if you're not, you're just like Oracle. No, I just tune out. I can't use that. Um, but I do, I do think you know uh, we don't have this article in here, but there was recently quite a few prediction uh, articles. You know, now that the end of 2017 is coming, we're getting all the 2018 prediction articles. This gentleman was in the top 25 PPC influencer predictions for 2018. Congratulations, JD Prater. And I think you said uh, audience targeting, audience management, maybe is one of your three predictions. A lot of people said it. Yeah. I did read the the article. I read a lot of people's predictions, and yeah. you, this concept of keeping track of all your uh, users or all your purchasers or all your customers and then using that audience data to buy is obviously getting more and more powerful and companies like Oracle but even if people are using Salesforce yep. or using a spreadsheet uh, you know finding ways to get that data into the networks to do advertising based on you know specific audiences is certainly becoming a huge trend yeah I agree with that trend I definitely agree with that one I think we're gonna see I think advertisers just really trying to like fine-tune who they're marketing to and really trying to figure out who they are, but also making sure that they're aligning their ads with where this person is within their kind of like purchase uh, journey. So, yeah. And it's, I feel like we have the technology now to do it. Yeah. So it's for a lot of times we talked about that, you know, cross channel experience or the, uh, but now we can actually do it because we, we track everything. Uh, so we talked about Oracle on the huge side of the world. Then on the flip side, you have Google Sheets with a pretty big announcement for those SMBs who are running their, you know, DMP system on a spreadsheet. Yeah. I mean, we all love Google Sheets, and I think they've done an, an absolute amazing job of really challenging Excel um, with really kind of taking over your workflow within a spreadsheet. So I think they've done a really good job with, like, Google Business, right, their business apps and really kind of getting that adoption. But for all of you Power Sheets users, they've done a um, you know a big announcement, but it's still just kind of uh, I think just like cool. It's just like cool features, you know, like something you can like you're like geek out on. And so I think the biggest one we're all going to kind of see is these like pivot tables for Sheets, which they've had, but now it's going to become like more automatic based on the data that's available. So you might highlight some data. You know, we might highlight, you know, maybe five columns, 10 rows, and it's going to say like, oh, do you want to look at this? And it's going to start summarizing and giving you the information over here, like in a, like a side box. And then they added their ability with like their neural language processing to ask questions about the data and they'll get you the answer. So plain language questions. So their example was how much revenue does each product generate? Because maybe you have a table with a bunch of products in it in different categories. Uh, they tried this with the charts, like the, the visualizations too, like pie charts and line charts, where yeah. if you highlight data and you click in the bottom right, there's like a little explore. Yeah, explorer icon. And then it would be like, hey, you can create a pie chart or a line chart and give you a bunch of stuff. To be, I tried to use it a bunch. It never really worked. Um, it would like make something that was like, uh, that's good, but then I'd have to rebuild it because I, like editing charts is still like a pain in the butt. Like it is. if you're trying to customize the look and feel of a chart in Sheets, it's not like great. Um, but it gave me some ideas that I was like, oh yeah, I guess I could do this as like an area chart instead of a line chart. And then I would go build an area chart. 
Um, so for me personally, I didn't use the Explorer a ton and I probably did that for like a week or two and now I don't think I've opened it in months. Now they're trying it again with kind of formulas and pivot tables where if they see a place that a pivot table would look nice, you highlight it. Or if you start typing a formula, they're using that same machine learning right. power to try to predict what formulas might make sense instead of just doing like the basic like fuzzy search on like they're you know matching the word you're typing. Right. It would be interesting to see what happens. You know, uh, I, I think we saw this a couple of weeks back when we talked about Google Analytics adding this ability to ask questions. And I still, I know it's there. I, I still rarely use it. So it would be interesting to see how they get adoption of people asking questions. Because I, I just tried it a while ago before coming on and it couldn't, I was like, what is the average sessions per month? And it couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I don't understand what you're saying. You're like, come on, that's an easy one. Yeah, that's a layup. <laughs> yeah, I will say that these things always sound great and then you try to use them and you're like, you know, the AI machine learning conversational UI still feels like you're kind of talking to like a five-year-old, you know? They're like, <laughs> I, they kind of understand you, but you end up having to explain yourself very basically. And next thing you know, it's more work than just clicking a button that says like, add formula. Yeah. Um, but speaking of messengers though, Pinterest also, um, is getting into more deeply getting into Facebook with their uh, chat extension bot that goes directly into Messenger. Uh, I don't know if you do you use Pinterest. You know, we use it to like play around, keep up to date. We try to put content on there. We know they have a strong domain, you know, so a lot of times like, our content could rank oh. because of Pinterest. So we only so. care about it for SEO reasons. Yeah. I meant you personally use Pinterest oh, uh, oh. or for workplace, but it sounds yeah. like we we're, we're light users of Pinterest. Yes. Um, I think I had a run at it. I like when Pinterest first came out, I tried it and mm -hmm. I, I put some, you know, like kale chip recipes on there or something that uh, did. fits my, <laughs> my MO. Um, but they now have a new chat extension so that you can share pins and search uh, more easily directly from messenger. So you can kind of live in messenger. I, I was shocked. So they, they were sharing some of their data and they said that nearly 1 million pins are shared to Facebook Messenger every every week. So people are on Pinterest and then they're like, oh, this is really great. Hey, Paul, I'm going to send this to you. And But I guess it's the vehicle with which they're using it as Messenger, which to me was surprising. Like I would just text something to you, right? Yeah. Email something. Well, we're old. It's, it's old. So yeah. we still use text. I mean, <laughs> I think we saw, was it Snapchat? I mean, obviously all these apps are trying to integrate to make communication super easy. So if people are on SMS, like that's kind of already done, right? Like if you're on right. SMS, it's usually pretty easy. Or if you're in Pinterest to share via text or share via Hangouts and stuff like that. Now it feels like they're all integrating with each other. So Snapchat wants you to share in Snapchat. Facebook wants you to share in Messenger. Yep. Uh, and you know we're not that demographic. So I think even the last conversational UI piece, like you and I probably like, well, we used Excel for 10 years and then we do Sheets for 10 years. So like, I don't need to ask it how to yeah. do a pivot table. But you know, if you're like 16 and you're in high school and you're like in stat class and you're like, I don't understand functions and I'm just gonna, oh, I can just say like, what's the average something or other. Yeah. Soon all the sheets will just do it on your own without us. And like, you know, this is part of humans being removed from the equation. We'll just ask the computer like uh, Star Trek or something like, what is the, what should our strategy be? Well, I've done all the analysis. Um, all right, what do, we, what do we got next? Oh, but sorry, I mean, before we go on, yeah. 200 million people use Pinterest every month. Yeah. I want to point it's that growing. out. Yeah, I mean, it's growing. there's like 330 million people in, in the United States. So, I mean, that's a lot of people using Pinterest according yeah. to Pinterest. 
heavily underutilized in my opinion. I, I really think there's an opportunity. If you're e-commerce, um, you know, within the right type of verticals, I really do think there's a great opportunity for you on, on Pinterest. And they put their product announcements on Medium, which also interesting. Oh yeah, because there's this huge, like everyone's moving to Medium and then they changed their business model where they're like, we're not gonna run ads because we think the ad model is broken, which is fair. We're gonna try a subscription business. I signed up, you know, I, I like Medium. It's on my to-do list. I like, <laughs> uh, I like, like what they're box. trying to do. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like then they disappeared. Now, it, like, I think a lot of people just left Medium. So it's interesting they're still on there. Uh, curious if anybody's a medium user, if you felt like suddenly they went dark. Um, but I wanted to bring that up yeah. because, you know, medium. Yeah, I like it. You know, anyway. Um, Let's end the segment with, yes, I like it. Apple. <laughs> and <laughs> Apple, right. What's Apple up to? They're doing some weird things with their ad product. This one I really liked. I mean, fantastic. I just thought it was really funny with what they're doing. So they take their- Wait, fantastic or funny? Because those are two different both. things. Okay. So it's fantastically funny. So it's, we take our current offering and we're gonna call that advanced. And we're gonna give you a easier option called basic. That to me is funny because what you have right now is not advanced. <laughs> but what you did um, was like kind of like make it super easy. So the, the basic function is kind of like more similar to maybe like a UAC campaign, right? To where you just give it, you, the only parameters that you can give it is which app, your budget, and how much do you wanna pay per install? We will do the rest. It's, it's the robot, uh, we'll take care of everything. Yep. And you're only paying per install, so what do you care if it's targeted horribly? And I don't care. If the users uh, aren't who you would target. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like when you move to conversion optimization from like yeah. a, a bit strategy that's like focused on clicks where you're like, uh, in some ways, I guess. It just sounds, well, I want to point one other thing out. You can only spend $5,000 a month, I think. Yeah, it's a max. Month. Yeah, monthly budget. So they kind of know like, they're pro we're probably losing money on some of this or you're probably getting like total junk users, but like, so we'll just let you spend 5,000. Hopefully you get a bunch of installs, you feel good about it. Sure. Uh, whether those users like use your app, who knows, whether it's a bunch of bots in you know, <laughs> Russia that are just installing your app, you can only lose 5,000 bucks. So yeah. who's gonna complain if you're a big advertiser? So, but yeah, I, it'll be kind of interesting to see how they kind of position that and how many people will jump on. So I think again, it's looking for those, I mean, there's like over 2 million apps are out there now. So again, it's how do we get them advertising as much as or you know getting them the results so i think it'll work i i wish they probably i guess actually this may be a good time right so a lot of people get phones for christmas from what um when i've done app install campaigns for other advertisers there really is a surge at around like maybe the 23rd through really like new years right after new years there is a surge um, so launching this right now could be a really good time. That's yeah, that's a great idea. It reminds me of Google AdWords Express and yeah, Bing Desert Bing Express. Like. It's like, yeah. hey, don't worry about it. Just dump some money in it. We'll get you some installs. Like that's all you really want anyway. So have at it. Nice. That that is all we have. It is December eighth. So if you do want to hear some of those predictions for next year, make sure you head over to blog.adsage.io. You can read our. Um, our forecasts for 2008, well, JD's forecast for 2018. Um, and then all the headlines you can get in tech. And if you want to sign up for AdStage, you could always do that too. Head over to adstage.io. All right, enjoy your week. See you guys.